Hi everyone, I'm Sinhara and welcome to the Black Girl's Guide to Fertility podcast. This show is for all women who are dealing with infertility, but it's specifically dedicated to black women because we have a problem with opening up when it comes to this issue. And I don't want to leave out the men. You guys are welcome here too. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Shanae Dawkins, a registered nurse and private health consultant with an interesting story regarding her road to conception. And as a nurse, she will give out advice, share tips and things that worked for her with anything that you do. This is a disclaimer. Consult your doctor first. My mama got it. So I do too. So we're going to talk about things that we believe, or sometimes people believe, well, my mom had this, or my dad had this, so that means I have it, from endometriosis to fibroids to diabetes. We're going to talk about breaking down some of the myths, and as I already introduced, Shanae, she's here with me in person, and she's going to talk about some of these things from her perspective. So Shanae, go ahead and jump in, and let's talk about breaking down those myths of saying or thinking that because my parent has something, I have it. Yeah, I mean, definitely it's something that it's it's a big myth that we definitely have to dispel, especially in the Black and or African-American community, however you choose to identify. And tell you a funny story, not funny, but still pretty humorous. I had someone in the hospital said, you know, I caught diabetes, you know, and it's like, <laughs> well, you didn't catch diabetes. And then he finds out he's diabetic and he gets on the phone and is telling his mom, yeah, I got it from you. And all of these different things yeah. that are just, you know, not biologically accurate, mm-hmm. just people yeah, are assuming true. and just saying that to say people are assuming because their mother or their father has quote unquote the sugar or diabetes Mm -hmm. that they are destined to get it. Mm -hmm. And they're not surprised when they have it. They literally think that it is inherited. And this is just information according to American Diabetes Association, CDC, et cetera. There is no specific gene that causes diabetes. So when we talk about things that are inherited, we're talking about you have a specific gene that signals that you are going to get a specific disease, have a specific trait, etc. There is no specific gene that causes anybody to have diabetes. There's no specific gene that causes someone to have hypertension. There are obesity genes, but they rarely express, they rarely cause people to actually be obese. What we do know is that all three of these things, which are, you know, very prevalent in our community, are caused mostly by environment and are caused by diet. Mm -hmm. They are not things that, oh, my mom has diabetes, so I'm just going to get it. Mm -hmm. You know, I have no choice in the matter. They are definitely impact our fertility. Definitely. Um, And so how do people, even when it comes down to endometriosis, and fibroids, and of course, going back to diabetes, you know, diabetes impacts our fertility. So how do people, how do people do better to work around these things instead of just settling with the fact that they believe it's something they inherited? How do they do better to put themselves in the best health positions? 
Well, I mean, I think it starts with number one with education, like the fact that grown people think that they're literally inheriting diabetes or inheriting (laughs) obesity or because their mom or dad was overweight, that they have to be overweight, that literally people don't know that they have a choice. If you grow up eating certain diets, especially in, you know, let's say inner city communities Mm -hmm. or communities that don't have a lot of resources. A lot of people live in food deserts. What's on the corner is the corner store, Mm -hmm. you know, the bacon, egg and cheese, the Popeye's, the the Kennedy fried chicken, Mm -hmm. the Popeye's fried chicken, you know, all of those things, you know, cheap food Mm -hmm. that lacks nutrition and, you know, definitely, you know, wreaks havoc on your body. The the main thing is to watch out for, you know, is diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. It most of these things are preventable. Talking about obesity, diabetes, hypertension mm-hmm. are all preventable. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is not something that yeah. I made up. Mm-hmm. You can go to Harvard Health online, you can go to CDC online, you mm-hmm. can go to Johns Hopkins online and you can research from the top institutions, all of these factors that are totally preventable and how to go about it. And then just to touch on again, of course, all these things, the diabetes, hypertension, obesity, how all those things impact and can impact your infertility. But jumping back to the fibroids, endometriosis, what can people do to put themselves in the optimal and even PCOS put themselves in the best health positions so that they don't feel, okay, well, I'm just stuck with this diagnosis. Um, What are things they can do to manage it or to make themselves healthier in that aspect? Well, definitely maintaining a healthy weight. Fibroids and endometriosis, although not 100% of the time, a lot of the time, the more severe cases are linked with obesity and high blood pressure. So to help with those things, you can definitely eat a more nutrient-rich diet, avoid processed foods, avoid salt, avoid dairy, exercise regularly, limit alcohol. You want to limit the inflammatory things that Mm -hmm. produce mucus, you Mm -hmm. know, in your body, the fibroids and endometriosis. I mean, they're technically, they're overgrowths of tissue. Mm -hmm. And these are just basic things that, you know, you can do. Um, Of course, consult with your doctor, but, you know, a lot of people don't read the paperwork that the doctor gives you when you leave. (laughs) And uh, these prescriptions for changing diet and laying off alcohol, salt, processed foods, dairy, stop smoking, um, (laughs) get enough nutrients, get, you know, vitamin D or vitamin C's and sleep and things of that (laughs) nature. I mean, it's, I mean, it's definitely a lifestyle change. So what we want to do is we want to get ahead of it if Mm -hmm. possible Mm -hmm. and not get to the point where we're like, Oh my God, I have to change my life in one day. Yeah. We want to start off and preferably start off young women eating healthy mm-hmm. and putting yourselves in the best position mm-hmm. to be as healthy and not have all of these, you know, severe chronic issues. Yeah. I mean, I think like the stats, is, I think I'm pretty close with it. It's like 55.9% of black women in this country are obese, mm-hmm. not overweight. We're talking about obese. That yeah. is a step above overweight. There's normal weight, (laughs) overweight, and Mm -hmm. then obese. Mm -hmm. And all the different 
health issues that come out of just mm-hmm. having extra weight, weight on, on you. you. Yeah. How much harder your heart has to pump, mm-hmm. how much harder your body has to work just to maintain mm-hmm. its daily functions. And yeah. if that's happening for 10 years of your life, what do you think is going to happen mm-hmm. to your body? Yeah. If your heart's working so hard mm-hmm. to pump, you know, mm-hmm. blood and circulate through mm-hmm. a, a large mass, you know, more, more body mass than it really should have on it. And so I think a lot of things should start with the simplest things, nutrition and and maintaining a healthy weight. Cyst, ovaries, and surgery. Okay, so now we're going to talk about something that you actually went through. So some years ago, you had a cyst. and Ovarian cyst. Ovarian cyst. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, the you were in pain, and the if I have it correct, the doctor told you you could have it removed if it was causing you pain and have surgery to do so, but you decided not to do it. So let's talk about that whole story and then the miracle that came out of it. And although you didn't specifically deal with infertility, had you elected to do the surgery, your outcome may be different. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, in in my twenties, I was having like some pain, like on like my right side of my pelvis. Like Mm -hmm. I think anybody who knows their body knows, Hey, something's maybe not right, et cetera. Um, but, um, my GYN was like, Oh, you have a a cyst and it's blocking like your fallopian tube, your ovary, et cetera, et cetera. If you keep having pain like this, you know, we can go in and remove it, et cetera. And, you know, I'm all about going to the doctor. I just personally did not feel right about (laughs) having anything invasive done. Mm -hmm. I did seek alternative, Mm -hmm. you know, measures. Um, Yeah. I changed my diet. I did see a herbalist. I believe she has now passed, but she was a master at what she did. You said she looked at you. Yeah, she looked at me and immediately knew what my issue was. I also saw acupuncturist, Dr. Lily Lee, who's in Chambly. I still visit her from time to time. Very awesome practitioner. Has been doing this for 30, 40 years. And just, you know, followed through with the protocols, changed my diet, you know, did the herbal thing, et cetera. Then I get pregnant with my son. <laughs> after after they said it was blo- after your fallopian tube. Yeah, after all that. Yeah. So I had to have an early ultrasound um, to make sure that I did not have an ectopic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So the concern was that, you know, the the embryo was stuck in my fallopian tubes because I had this cyst, this mass blocking it. I make a long story short. uh, They rushed me in. Okay. We need the ultrasound right away. And my cyst was completely gone. There was nothing there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my doctor's like, Oh yeah. And the egg, yeah, it came out of your right fallopian tube. Mm -hmm. Like what was, you know, supposed to be blocked, et cetera. And it probably was Mm -hmm. at, at the time. Mm -hmm. So like, that's my story. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's story can be different, mm-hmm. but I knew that I wanted a better outcome for myself. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had the power and I had the God-given power to change, you know, an outcome and mm-hmm. to change that particular health situation. I have no idea why I had a cyst. I've yeah. always been relatively active, mm-hmm. you know, healthy all my life, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason I did. But my son's here, he's healthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's now, you know... Mm-hmm. 
eight years old. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, empower women and everybody's situation will be different. Definitely, you know, see your doctor, but you do have control over oh, what you body, put in yeah. your body. You mm-hmm. do have control over, you know, changing some things. You mm-hmm. don't have to just go along with the status quo. Oh, well, I have a fibroid. Oh, well, I have a cyst. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, get a hysterectomy. Or I'm just going to yeah. do all of these different um, invasive things. Mm-hmm. And diet is shown to help out, yeah. you know, all of these different diseases yeah. and or afflictions that we may have. So, yeah, I want to talk about that next. Health cost. So when we talk about health and wellness, we know that health costs on both spectrums. It does. Whether you're paying to see, um, you know, someone's someone who's holistic and you know getting the nutrients, vitamins, etc., and going that route, or if you're paying to have surgery, you know, it's going to cost either way. But because I struggled for so long trying to have a kid. Of course, the the bills added up. And through that process, I did both. Like I did holistic and I went to the doctor. So when you talk about healing the body, can you talk about like different tactics that people can use or different things that even you did when you had your cyst? Like acupuncture, of course, you said you didn't do like any dairy and just really working out. And I know you also touched on in our pre-interview our ancestors. And I know that's a lot (laughs) to put out there, but let's just talk about that and some of the different tactics, maybe starting with acupuncture. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different modalities besides just, you know, Western medicine. If, if you have something going on in your body, I mean, there's an imbalance there. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is let's fix the imbalance. You know, surgery is not always the solution. Like I've seen many women, they've had their fibroids removed. They come back, you know, and have you changed your diet? You know, are we still doing the same things? Are we still living a high stress Mm -hmm. lifestyle? Are we still drinking soda? Are we still consuming high sugar? Are we still drinking, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of alcohol? Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing to our bodies that's Mm -hmm. causing you know, all of these things, Mm -hmm. but definitely acupuncture is definitely been shown to, you know, improve health outcomes. And what's Um, the deal with dairy? So they always say dairy um, is a a big (laughs) inflammatory issue causes people to have inflammation. I personally don't really do dairy unless I get like a cappuccino or something like that. But can you talk about that? Why is dairy such a big no-no just with infertility and health overall? Why people should stay away from dairy? And I can't say that everyone (laughs) should stay away from dairy, but one of my old docs, and she's a holistic Mm -hmm. uh, GYN, Dr. Mm -hmm. Uh, Juanita Calloway, she told me, she said, most Black people should not be eating dairy, should not be, you know, consuming dairy. Mm -hmm. And that was the first, you know, doctor that that ever told me that I should not that I should not be eating dairy. I should, they tell you to have dairy. Yeah, they tell you to have, have yeah, plenty of dairy. Yeah. But, you know, my grandmother was not a doctor nor a nurse, but mm-hmm. my grandmother did not let us drink milk Yeah, when we had colds and stuff. Yeah. If you She's remember, like she'd be mucus. like, no, it's yeah. going to give you so much mucus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think about inflammation, mm-hmm. like inflammation in the body is due mm-hmm. to build up a mucus, yeah. like mm-hmm. in different areas, inflammation of the lungs, yeah. inflammation of your joints, all that stuff is due to, 
mucus buildup yeah. mm-hmm. and she wasn't a scientist but she knew <laughs> and she learned from somewhere that yeah. you should not be having dairy yeah. if you're trying to you know get rid of mucus the actual studies and I'm like a science person you know the studies mm-hmm. can go either way yeah. on whether milk actually causes inflammation mm-hmm. but I do think we also have to look at a lot of the studies are they being done on people People of different ethnicities have different reactions to different things. You know, Mm -hmm. the African diaspora Mm -hmm. may not do well with certain foods, you know, as Mm -hmm. compared to our European brothers and sisters, as Mm -hmm. compared to, you know, our Native American brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I say is see your doctor, Mm -hmm. your nurse practitioner, if you have a functional medicine doctor or what have you, great. Get some baseline labs done. Yeah. You have to know where you're starting from in order to know where you're improving. Mm-hmm. I used to see people all the time in the hospital come in. Well, I went vegan. Mm-hmm. Well, I went paleo. Yeah. And I'm like, based on what? Yeah. Like, you don't even know what's mm-hmm. wrong with what you. What your levels are. Yeah. You don't know what your electrolyte levels. levels. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what your blood count yeah. is. Mm-hmm. You don't know what your micronutrient levels yeah. are. You don't know if you're anemic. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And you totally changed your diet. Yeah. So how do we know that you're actually improving? Mm-hmm. You could be feeling better, yeah. but you could be about to crash yeah. because you're missing mm-hmm. essential nutrients mm-hmm. from your diet. Yeah. So my thing is see your doctor, mm-hmm. get your baseline labs done, mm-hmm. get your micronutrient panel. Mm-hmm. You can get inflammatory marker tests done to see if you do have inflammation mm-hmm. in your body and then go from there. And if you're deficient in nutrients, mm-hmm. you know, Pick foods that will give you those nutrients. Yeah. I'm not against the multivitamin, mm-hmm. but it's better to eat natural foods than mm-hmm. to take supplements. Yeah. <laughs> it just, you just know, um, yeah, it just is. Mm-hmm. You know, eat the raw vegetables, eat the fiber-rich foods, you know, eat the foods that have, you know, high vitamin mm-hmm. content. Let's do it that way versus going to something that is yeah. processed yeah. and then trying to put that in our body mm-hmm. as a substitute for, you know, for eating better. So bottom and, line and is movement, moving like, it. We but, all sit, especially me as a writer, like I sit down a lot. My watch reminds me to stand up. <laughs> but I know most people who have jobs, we nine to fives or whatever they do, they're sitting down, they're not moving. And that's problematic in a lot of ways because your body needs movement. And you said something something interesting about our ancestors. So can you touch on that and how we have kind of, we're on the other side of that spectrum and how it could be affecting our health? Yeah. I mean, as far as like our ancestors, even if you look at, you know, 50 years ago, you know, people moved more, you know, people had a lot more physical activity. You know, we were not sitting behind desks all day long. So if you think about it, just the sedentary lifestyle is killing us. Mm -hmm. Sitting in front of the TV, sitting at a desk eight hours a day, sitting in the car commuting, you know, two hours a day. It is literally killing us. We have to get up and move. One of the indicators for health is body muscle mass. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, Mm -hmm. women were lifting. They were lifting babies all day. (laughs) They were cleaning up Mm -hmm. all day long. They were doing Mm -hmm. some sort of physical activity during the day. And um, And the older you get, 
the yeah, and the older yeah, the older you get, yeah, you lose studies that come out saying that women should lift weights. Yeah, women should lift weights. I mean, we're not lifting babies up all day long, so what are we lifting? Yeah, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, our fingers are you know onto the computer, and Mm -hmm. someone posted online like a picture from the beaches. It was a picture of a beach in a nineteen like nineteen seventy something, and a picture of a beach Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. and how big Mm -hmm. we are as people, like. We are huge. Like mm-hmm. everybody back in the day in the seventies, mm-hmm. people were thin. Yeah. They looked like they were in shape. <laughs> the women had on bikinis. I mean, the size, like the size and the weight mm-hmm. of Americans have gotten out of control. Like, yeah, literally gotten out of control. Yeah. I mean, and just looking at that and it's like, what have we done? Like yeah. what have we done to our food? Mm-hmm. What have we done to ourselves with, you know, the whole work revolution mm-hmm. and sitting behind a desk. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely work to be done, but mm-hmm. I think that, uh, I think we can get there. Loving yourself. And even as we close out, we talk about tips. And one of the things you talked about was loving yourself and realizing that you need and that you should have the best health. And I think that's so important, even with dealing, especially with dealing with infertility. And then once you cross over, of course, to becoming a parent, we all need and deserve the best health. So let's touch on that a little bit. You know, what what is your meaning by that? I just think that everything starts from within. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of us grew up with the definition of what loving ourselves looks like. It was always like, okay, love others, Mm -hmm. treat others well, Mm -hmm. but what does it look like to Mm -hmm. love yourself? If you really love yourself Mm -hmm. and you really believe that you deserve the best and you do deserve the best health and Mm -hmm. you're not destined for doom because... Mm -hmm. Your mom was diabetic or overweight. Mm -hmm. And just getting getting rid of that doom mindset and understanding that, you know, you do deserve the best. Mm -hmm. You do deserve to be healthy. And really, once you get that in your mind, you will start Mm -hmm. taking steps towards being more healthy, even if it's one step at a time. I know plenty of people who've gone through that process and like, okay, well, I'm going to stop smoking. You know, I want to do better. I want to live. You want to live because you love yourself. Exactly. So, okay, I was doing five cigarettes a day. Mm -hmm. Now I'm down to one. Now I'm down to smoking every Mm -hmm. other day. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, going through that process of redefining what Mm -hmm. it is to love yourself Mm -hmm. and what it really is to take care of your temple. Yeah. And you get one body in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And although people are living longer, people are suffering longer as well. Like me having me having so many patients that, you know, are on dialysis. They're going to be on dialysis for 10, 20 years of their lives. Mm -hmm. That's not a quality Mm -hmm. of life. So doing the things that can can give you. Yeah. Yeah. Loving yourself Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. can prevent Mm-hmm. you from suffering yeah. like that. Of mm-hmm. course, things in life happen, but mm-hmm. really taking the time mm-hmm. to to really invest in mm-hmm. yourself. Maybe not the Louis Vuitton bag. Let's invest, <laughs> you know, let's invest a little bit more in buying some fresh fruits. Yeah. You know, we can go to the farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. You know, we can make those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we make excuses. Oh, yeah. eating like this costs money. But, you know, you're driving a, a BMW, you're driving a Range Rover. <laughs> exactly. You know, you got on Yeezys. <laughs> you know, you, you know, your, your money is being spent yeah. elsewhere. And health is wealth. 
I'm Sinhara Eastman, and thank you for listening to the Black Girl's Guide to Fertility podcast. You can stay connected with this movement on my website, Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you haven't already, please join my mailing list at blackgirlsguidefertility.com and on sinhara eastman.com.